welcome to Love Letters from God. I'm your host, Jennifer Mitchell. If you are new here, welcome. I am so glad you're here. I want to explore with you the love letters from God. They are the verses in the Bible that allow us to see God's will for our life. Each month, I will choose a series and find Bible verses that will help explain the message for the week. God showed me a simple way to explore each verse, allowing us to dive deeper into the message. It is the B-I-B-L-E method. It will help you understand His Word, His will, and your purpose for this life. So, let's grab our Bibles and dive in. It's Christmas! This time of year is my absolute favorite. I'm not a fan of the cold, but I love seeing the snow coming down and it covering everything, making everything in this world just look so beautiful, even if it's old and rusty and never used. Christmas music fills the air. Everywhere you go, you can hear the spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas makes me feel cheerful, and it makes me want to help others in love, with compassion, and with hospitality, making their day even brighter. Christmas time can be a struggle for some. We all are at different points in our lives, and some might be dealing with divorce or death or physical pain, sickness. There's other things that will make Christmas difficult for others, and they might shut down or they might become bitter and they're trying to avoid the hurt. To them, Christmas is painful. To them, Christmas is a painful reminder of what is gone. It's hard to celebrate when you feel abandoned by God. See, the Israelites felt that same way about 2,000 years ago. They too felt that they had been abandoned by God. But God revealed through His prophets that He was there and He will always be with them. So if you are struggling, know that Jesus is still with you and He is using His chosen people to give you some extra love during these difficult times. It's Christmas time! Being the Christmas season, we will do things a little different. First, this will only be a three-week Bible study. I plan to take the weeks of Christmas and New Year's off. We will start again on the second Tuesday in January. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the updated episodes. Second, I want you to know that this month we won't have a verse for the week. Instead, we will explore the whole Christmas story, starting with Jesus' birth announcement. Let me first share our story. My husband and I were so excited when we found out we were going to have a child. We told everyone. We had been married for seven years when God blessed us with our daughter. And as you can imagine, those seven years were very difficult. Some days I would cry 
and I felt hurt and abandoned by God. I was jealous to see the other women pregnant, wishing that I could be. I had my doubts that I would even have children. I am so blessed that God allowed me to have two wonderful kiddos. But in the moment of my trial, I was lost. And in the Old Testament, we can see that the Israelites are lost too. They felt abandoned by God, and they wondered if God could hear their cries. God did hear them. It wasn't God, but it was their constant disobedience that caused the separation. You see, God took them out of captivity and into a land filled with abundance. But that wasn't enough. They always wanted more. The first thing they wanted was a king. They wanted their king to be like the other nation's kings. They were to destroy their enemy. But they made them slaves and began to intermingle with them. So to help guide the people, God used the prophets. But the people didn't want to conform to a new life. They wanted God to destroy their enemy so they could continue to live the life they felt comfortable with. God knew the enemy was really sin. And so to defeat sin, God had to come down and rescue his people. Sin entered the world through one man, and sin had to be defeated by one man, and that is Christ. If we break down the word Christmas, we see Christ and M-A-S. He was both man and Savior. And when we add the word Mary, we see our response to his coming. We are filled with love, joy, and peace. For our Savior was born to set us free from our sins. Let us explore the prophecies of our future King, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the Israelites wanted to be like the rest of the world, right? They wanted an earthly king. But when you allow man to control, there is chaos. They try to do the right thing, but pride and wanting authority over the others became their downfall. The first thing that happened was they separated. When King David took King Saul's place, the nation of Israel was divided. Some wanted to follow the other nations and have King Saul's son as their king. And others wanted God's anointed one, King David, as their king. Not being in unity will cause more significant separation later. The second thing was that they intermingled with the other nations. God wanted them to attack the nations and conquer the promised land that God had given them. But man didn't. So they were living on the land together, and slowly they adapted to the other nations' ways. And before they knew it, they were like-minded. Sure, they had God, but he was in their back pocket for the days they needed him. Well, God had enough. 
He finally gave the Israelites what they wanted, which came with a price. See, the other nations were scared when Israel conquered the cities like Jericho. They knew Israel's God was mightier than theirs, but they manipulated Israel into thinking they were allies. And when the kings were comfortable, they attacked. So Israel went into captivity. The Israelites tried to get God to fight their battles, but he went silent. He used prophets to relay the information. Most rejected them. Yes, they wanted to be saved, but not at the expense of changing their life. God gave the Israelites several prophets who warned them. God was furious and gave them over to the Babylonians. Let's now read the birth announcement foretold by both the prophets Isaiah and Micah. Let's read Isaiah 7, verses 14 through 16, reading from the NIV. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will be eating curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of two kings you dread will be laid to waste. In verse 14, we see who and how the Lord will perform this miracle. He chose a virgin woman to carry the Messiah. In verse 15, we see the when, kind of. It says he will be eating curds and honey, which means he will live off the food of the land. Israel right now is in captivity, so this suggests that it will happen later. Let's now look at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding the justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In these verses, we see why Jesus came. It says, for as a child is born, God became man to save his world. The phrase, the government will be put on his shoulders. I saw two different meanings. The first one is his responsibility will be significant. He will have the crucial role of making important decisions. And the second thing, the leaders will not like him and what he is proclaiming. The Lord has given attributes for this child. It says, wonderful counselor, the role of a wise and divine counselor. Mighty God, he is 100% human 
and he is a hundred percent God. Everlasting Father, Jesus has been here since the beginning. He too is the Father of creation. He will be the Father to his children, the Comforter, the Protector, and the Disciple. Prince of Peace, Jesus is the Son, the Prince. If we truly follow him, we will have peace, even in the difficult times. Did you happen to catch that the sun will be visible to the people, but Isaiah shows the divinity of God? When he said, Wonderful Counselor, that is showing the attributes of the Holy Spirit. Everlasting Father, that is the Father. And Prince of Peace being Jesus, all three are present because they are one. They can't do anything separately. They are all doing the will of the Father. It says in John 5, verse 30, By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Let's now explore Micah 5, 2. Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old in ancient times. God chose to come through the small to show his mighty power. Like them, we too have to wait for his return, and it will happen. In John 14, verse 3, it says, And I go to prepare a place for you. I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. As we wrap up these verses today, I want you to remember that God is always with you, even when you feel he's not. Thank you so much for checking this out. I hope this gave you a deeper understanding of God's love. We have a Facebook page called Love Letters from God. Please feel free to share your thoughts on the verses that we explore. Share this with your family and friends and allow this program to reach others who might need it. Remember, we are to share God's word with each other so they too can have a relationship with Christ. Have a blessed week and we'll see you next Tuesday.